0: Yo, 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 it's me, it's your boy, NKB420, aka Fatboy420, and you are now listening to the most unapologetic wrestling podcast in all the internet, Hayes. I said, Hayes. Where this motherfucker? I said, Hayes. I guess I gotta do it by myself this week. Hayes, hops, and turnbuckles. Yep, yup, 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 yup. It's just me. It's just me this week by myself in KB 420, running it all the way down for this week's. Wrestling news. I would turn it over to my, uh, my esteemed co-host, but, uh, he's sitting up there being a little bitch (laughs) (laughs) and missing this week. Um, I am smoking on some limoncello mixed with some diamond OG. We are now watching, since this Survivor Series is the next pay-per-view, Survivor Series 2010. And if you remember this, this is the nexus angle where John Cena serves as a special guest referee with Randy Orton versus Wade Barrett. Let me me go ahead and... Light it up, baby. Man, fucking Ted DiBiase had Maurice as his fucking manager? That's crazy. Well, we will start this week off with Monday Night Trash. Volume. Who fucking knows? Show starts off with a recap of Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton's match at Hell in a Cell. Drew comes out very happy, even though he should have internal bleeding from falling from the cell. At least that's what the announcers said last night. Out comes Miz and Morrison to gloat about winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. This sets up Miz versus Drew McIntyre for later on in the show. First Survivor Series qualifying match. AJ Styles defeats Jeff Hardy via pinfall after a phenomenal forearm. Jordan... I'm a big nigga, played a role as Styles bodyguard on the outside, but Styles outlasted Hardy in a very solid TV match. After the loss, Hardy was attacked from behind with the guitar by Elias. Um, we sink this a billion times. I'm gonna give this a gram some Reggie. I mean, fuck, dude. I'm tired of seeing. Styles versus Hardy. I I know fucking Phil is like, well, I I I don't change my whole schedule up. I changed my whole schedule up just to come to Monday nights. AJ Styles is still feeling a few. With Jeff Hardy. What the hell's going on here? I think, I think the management is drugged up. I think they need to get a fucking test. Hey, 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 this is AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Where is up all the dead air? Where is where is Dot Man Four Seventeen? I think he's being a little bitch. <laughs> but yeah, we we seen this shit. There's nothing else to talk about. I mean, uh, they're doing they're doing right. I don't understand what you brought up, Jeff Hardy, for this. I, I'm I'm assuming his last big final run just for him to kind of be 50-50 booking uh not really getting that farewell um vibe from a Jeff Hardy's uh this 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 I I'm guessing last run um next match is Lucha House Party uh, they defeat Drew Gulak and Akira Dezawa via pinfall after Dorado hit Gulak with a crossbody. Uh, a crossbody. During this match, uh, R-Truth made his way to ringside, and Dezawa nearly pinned him to win the 24-7, semi Lamb European, TV, AEW, uh, WWE Females, Divas, uh, Women's Million Dollar Championship um, in the ensuing chaos, with all the match competitors trying to win a 24-7 title, Dorado hit a crossbody to score a pin and win the tag match. The pin attempts on truth continue until the champion ran backstage. Lee um, alone? I mean, who cares about matches that feature the 24-7 title? and the 24/7 title is not a part of the match. Who cares about them running down doing the goofy stuff if it you you have no tag teams as it is. Why would you make them one of the few tag teams that you do have a a Kamiyak? Who the fuck knows? Uh Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler confronted Adam Pearce about Team Raw on the women's side. Both women provided a list of who should be on the team at Survivor Series, which each claiming they would be team captain only to have Pearce blow them off. Survivor Series qualifying match Keith Lee defeated Elias via pinfall after a spirit bomb. Lee dominated early, including a big pounce on the outside and not... Elias over the ringside announce table. Elias was eventually able to turn things around by using the ring post to knock Lee on, onto the to knock Lee onto the defensive. As Elias seemed ready to take the win, Jeff Hardy's music hit, distracting Elias and allowing Lee to hit a Spirit Bomb for the win. Following the match, Elias attacked Hardy, attacked Elias from behind, hitting him with a guitar to return the favor from earlier tonight. Um. One of the better matches I've seen from Elias, uh, even though you kind of knew how this was going to play out, um, don't really want to see a guitar match, (laughs) a a ladder guitar match or a a guitar on a pole. I don't want to see no iteration of that. Um, So far, the Raw um, Survivor Series team is looking very, very decent. Um, You got to do something with Keith Lee. Can't just have him coming out there with his whack music and his, uh, his little, his singlet bras that he's wearing. Um, Keith Winslow, man. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get what, what, what direction they're going with you. And i I don't see it coming out anytime soon. They is going by to see today pants because what the fuck you doing, Pritchett? What the fuck you doing? All right. The Hurt Business defeat Retribution in an eight-man elimination tag match. Bobby Lashley and T... T-nuts brought outside the ringside area resulting in the two big men being eliminated. Eventually things came down on Ali versus Shelton Benjamin and, Sh- and Cedric Alexander. Ali used the chair to hit Alexander-, Alexander losing by disqualification before running away from the rest of the hurt business members. Ali cut a promo later in the night saying that retribution wasn't about winning and losing it and that they would win when they made WWE suffer and shut their opponents down. Uh K twelve I don't really need to see hurt business and I don't really need to see the hurt business and retribution really even feud anymore. I mean, if every time you feud, you lose. I don't I I don't believe you. You like Dolph the loser. Like retribution is just a full crew full of losers. And me and Yim I haven't even wrestled. <laughs> She hasn't even wrestled for the fucking uh raw brand yet. And yeah, she's just losing. loser. Um man, I am watching the first match on the Survivor Series 2010 and Daniel Bryan as United States champion versus uh Teddy Ted DiBiase Jr. This is uh this is a pretty dope little match. I could definitely see this motherfucker was crazy with these dives to the outside. God damn, God damn. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus The Miz. Uh, basic match between... It's a basic match between Miz and Drew McIntyre. They all hit their little shit. Um, Miz via pinfall after Claymore, this match was a product of Miz and Morrison interrupting McIntyre's show opening promo with the new Mr. Money Bank taunt McIntyre for his title loss. Morrison tried to help Miz throughout the match, but McIntyre was able to simply... Was but McIntyre was simply too much in the end, taking out Miz with relative ease. <clears throat> um, I get his match, uh, two grams of, of some Reggie, uh, some brick Reggie. I mean, come on now. Like we're just waiting to see what they're going to do with this uh, money in the bank. Uh, I'm thinking in the next week or so, Drew McIntyre qualifies for Survivor Series team. I kind of think you got to put him on Survivor Series somehow. Um, Whenever they pull the trigger with uh, Miz cashing in that money in the bank, uh, it's going to be dope. I will, me, if you're booking with Felp 20, you're under I'm thinking you get Miz cashing in on a returning and conquering Edge. Soon as Edge pins Randy Orton for that WWE title, you bring the Miz out. One, two, three, skull cushion finale, and you're new WWE champion. Um, that's how I would book that. Um, but like I said, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Miz, it, the the ending was there was no question. Uh, nothing special. Uh, Miz is definitely one of those uh, wrestlers nowadays. Is like if it's not a big event or it's not a big high profile match, he's just gonna run you by the numbers. And I feel like uh, definitely with them playing off his knee injury from Hell in a Cell. They they did a nice, good TV match. Okay. The Raw Women's Team for Survivor Series was revealed. The picks as revealed by Adam Pearce were Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke. How the fuck is Dana Brooke automatically just put on a Survivor Series team? This time last year, she wouldn't even... Didn't she get dropped? by the fucking, um, fuck, uh, Titus Worldwide. So This time last year, you weren't even on. Shit, this time two months ago, we didn't even know what brand you was on. Now you just automatically qualified for the Women's Survivor Series team? This is kind of fucked up how they doing uh, the women's division when it comes to just qualifying. But I guess... With COVID nineteen taking out a lot of your your talent, and then you have uh, a, a, so a a number of talent that just won't come in because of what's going on um, with with COVID, you kind of gotta just put your people in there and see where it goes. I'm not I'm not giving them no outs. To me, you can still have qualifying matches that that can set up a lot of. Uh, use a lot of airtime that doesn't need no stupid uh, gimmick for why these people are wrestling. They already have a reason to wrestle. is because they want to become, be part of Survivor Series team. But I know I ain't the, uh, I know I ain't the motherfucking strongest strain of Moonrock, but why would any wrestler that just got traded two weeks ago give a damn about brand supremacy when they was just on the other brand two weeks ago um, the the draft definitely does not need to happen right before a Survivor Series that, that makes no sense you don't give a fuck about your brand you haven't been there only but two weeks and they traded so many people like they, they still have allegiances to their other brand So, I mean, you still got people who've been traded to a new brand that haven't even wrestled yet. So, uh, it's just a bunch of abo shit because they are going by the seat of their pants. Daniel Bryan with the old motherfucking Knights of the Valkyrie music, bro. What the fuck? Top rope back suplex to Ted DiBiase Jr. That is dope. Ah, uh, shit Um, Pierce revealed that a fatal four-way Between Lana, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce And Nikki Cross will be Announced to pick who will be the Fifth and final member Oh, this is awesome and fucking Miz comes out and hits Miz with Alex Riley comes and hits out Daniel Bryan with the Money in the Bank Briefcase Ah, uh, dope He's got the fucking Money in the Bank Briefcase now Ah, this is fucking awesome. So, he's got Alex Riley in 2010, and in 2020, The Miz has John Morrison as a little... That's cool, that's cool. So, I guess you can only book Miz as a champion if he has, like, a little, uh... A little, a little fucking, uh, grunt behind him. Uh, That's dope. Uh... Lana defeats Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Nikki Cross via pinfall after Penny Evans, after a tower of doom in the corner involving three other women. After the match, Nia Jax hugged Lana before putting her through the announcer table. (laughs) What again, a Samoa drop for the sixth week in a row. I don't see how this is supposed to get sympathy as some of the internet reports post that, uh, that, we will all of a sudden start getting sympathy for Lana and turn her into a huge face. Nah, we will get sympathy for Lana if her match skills and her ring work improve. Just get just showing her getting beat up every week. Yeah, don't do it for me, cuz I don't do it for me at all. Um, you fucked up my favorite spot which is the thought foundation. You knew that I'm a thought. You knew that. Hold up. I ain't going to break it down. I ain't going to break down. I almost made it through all the raw. I ain't going to break down. I ain't going to break down. I got my shit. I got my shit. You make Lana a better wrestler, and then I give a fuck. Her just going through some uh going through tables. I don't care. You and then you got the you got the wrong woman doing it. I don't give a fuck about Nia Jax, and I don't give a damn about uh, uh, Lana either. So it doesn't matter that you got one pitted against the other. Um I'm I don't believe Lana. So it is what it is. Last match is Seamus defeating Matt Riddle to get the third spot on the Survivor Series brawl team, via Penafo after a Bro kick. This is a very good match, hard hitting stud That saw Seamus outlast Riddle before wearing down his back to counter the Bro Derek and hit up with a follow to hit a follow up Bro kick for the win. I would definitely give this two grams of fire, but again, it's the same match we've seen on SmackDown. And these two should have had a program to go with the matches they were having on SmackDown. So it wasn't the same thing that we see with AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy and other fuse that got ranked to death. Um, Alexa Bliss, moment of bliss with Randy Orton. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton and maybe Drew McIntyre in a triple threat soon. Um, I enjoyed the whole program. I I I enjoy everything that they're doing right now. Um, I want to see a triple threat at TLC. If you're booking with 420, um, let me get that let me let me get all of that and I think uh, this is a way to where you still don't make Drew McIntyre look weak after losing the title and it's a way to keep this feud going on that we def- definitely need to see between Randy Orton and uh, uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt especially with all the history they had on Smackdown with Orton Um joining the Wyatt family when it was constructed with just Luke Harper and, uh, Eric Rowan before, uh, before Randy Orton won the Royal rumble and eventually turned on the Wyatt family and burning down the Wyatt compound and all this, it's a lot of good story development. So, uh, I can't wait to see it. This, this segment was great. Um, Randy Orton could do no wrong. My Roach clip of the week is everything involving the main event scene. Uh I got to go with Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, like and and Alexa Bliss. They can do no wrong in my eyes. I I want to see everything from this and. Um, they not knowing where they're going to go with it because they can, they can hot potato this title. Like I can see before WrestleMania Orton losing his title and regaining this title to kind of get close to beating um, Flair's uh, uh, championship reigns um, to me after edge. If you don't have edge Miz and Randy Orton, Um, scenario that I booked earlier where you have Edge eventually coming back and beating Orton at WrestleMania to win the WWE Championship and then have subsequently after having The Miz come in cashing his money in the bank. You definitely can go with one way where you have it uh, if if, uh, Edge doesn't come back in time for Wrestlemania you got that Wrestlemania match that you never had you had it almost at every other pay per view and this is a one on one match with John Cena versus Randy Orton for the 17th time to become a WWE champion somehow you book it to where um, Randy Orton, between here and now, becomes a 16-time champion. And then you hold up the title to see who will become the first ever 17-time champion between Randy Orton and John Cena. But that's booking months in advance. And I need to relight my blunt. So after these messages, we will continue with Hayes. Oh, that's right. I'm doing it by myself. Hayes, Hops, and... Turnbuckles. And we back move again this bitch ass little nigga, little nigga ass bitch. On the smack down edition of Haze. Where is this nigga? At? Hops and Turnbuckles. Um, I have my SmackDown notes written, so I don't know what happened. But the results for these matches are, I want to say, <laughs> Kevin Owens beats Dolph the Loser to qualify for the men's SmackDown Survivor Series match. Bianca Belair beats Billy Kay and Natalya to qualify for the women's SmackDown match. Um, the Street Profits beat Cesaro and shitstain Nakamura just because they can. Um, and then we also get a. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Hold up one second. Oh, and then Daniel Bryan versus Jay Uso with the win by Jay Uso. Straight up, no shenanigans to qualify for the Survivor Series SmackDown Men's Team. Oops. Okay, I'm reloaded. We're gonna start off that night. Reigns and Jay opened the show in the ring with Uso immediately telling Reigns that Reigns had not defeated him at Hell in a Cell. He simply used the one person who can make him quit when the champion La like Jay's brother Jimmy in the guillotine choke and refused to release the hole. Reigns again reminded Uso of the consequences of his loss that he must fall in line or be kicked out of their family. Stressing that every member of the extended family was backing him as champion and the head of the table, Uso broke down crying yelling, I hate you repeatedly, but Reigns simply stated that Uso had to the end of the night to fall in line. Man, what more do you, what can you say about Roman Reigns heel turn like as as much as you thought this was going to be about Paul Heyman joining up with Roman Reigns and and how much he was going to benefit Roman Reigns on screen. I don't know what's happening backstage, but on screen, oh, Polly dangerously is an afterthought. Oh, Polly dangerously is not is not the main focus or even a 25% focus of the the whole package that is, i.e., the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns' whole gimmick. Jey Uso has turned into a superstar this quick. In eight weeks, Jey Uso has turned into a bona fide superstar. So um, I'm glad uh, we got to see what really Reigns is about. This is one of the best programs of every match. Every step of this program has been beneficial. Uh, Dotman two eleven. Oh um. Oh, I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the 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 weekend off. Type face ass nigga. He uh said the same thing that I said uh about the hell in a cell match. It did not need to be a hell in a cell match, but it still didn't take away from it either. It didn't. It didn't hurt this feud. It only added to it. Um, from from the beginning of the of the pay per view uh, of SmackDown, I knew that this was going to be kind of the start of it, and it didn't disappoint. Um, Usos uh, believability, and I mean by being so close. I mean I'm pretty sure they had real uh, real real beefs, real cousin beefs, you know that you had with, with, with you, you know. When y'all are all about the same age growing up, and you got the competition, who's going to be the, who's going to be the fastest in the family of all the sons and all that? So it's probably some sense of realism in it that that that, that comes out, and especially with Usos never really ever getting a a single title and being always positioned to look the same, never being able to be positioned as uh, a solo act ever. So there's got to be some resentment there. So being able to let all that come out and man, the way they portraying it is some of the best television I've seen in a while. Like there's, there's not too many other shows on TV that's giving you this, uh, this, this amount of emotion. That's very believable. Um, The way that Roman was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I choked him out. I told you what was gonna happen. You was gonna get these hands, and you was gonna quit. He you said you. you uh, <laughs> another thing, uh, the chief said, <laughs> like you can't handle this burden. You can't handle this burden at all. Hold up, I think something just taking over me. Hold up. Uh Love yeah. Hey, man, I told you that Roman, he was gonna come out, man, and he was gonna come out, he's gonna make Jay Uso his B-I-T-C-H. I told him he was gonna make him a female dog. Roman was gonna come out, Superman punch, bam, Superman punch, bam, spear, 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 spear. spear. I'm gonna tap out your brother and you're gonna cry like a little B-I-T-C-H. Yeah, a little female dog, a little cocker spaniel. You was gonna cry and cry because Roman Reigns he is the greatest wrestler that ever has been born in the world. Did you hear all that trash talk he was talking to those officials when they tried to get in that ring and stop him from claiming himself at the head of the table? You see what Alpha and Seeker did? They put them, they put them beads on his neck. I want to get some of them beads. I want you can buy them at WWEshop.com. Oh, uh, like I said, Roman Reigns, he is the greatest. All uh, self. <laughs> Man, I have no idea what just happened. <clears throat> but like I said, great, uh, great program. Can't wait to see how it finishes. Um, Survivor Series qualifying match. Kevin Owens defeats Adolph, the fucking loser, after a stunner by Robert Roode involving himself on the outside early. Oh, no! no hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. After a stunner. Robert Rude involved himself on the outside early, getting in a cheap stride on Owens. The referee caught on, however, and was ejected from ringside. Down the stretch, Owens countered a Ziggler super kick with one of his own before going into a pop-up powerbomb, but Ziggler countered into a Famouser for a near fall in a nice exchange. This is one of the first times in a long time that I popped for a Ziggler anything. And I'm like, I was really thinking like... Are we really going to have Ziggler? Nah, I wasn't thinking that shit. Dope match, though. In the end, Owens was able to hit a stunner to pick up the victory and secure himself a place on the SmackDown team. Uh, Graham of some fire. Just because they gave him time and you got to see what Ziggler could do. If Ziggler was positioned any type of way to make me think that he had a possibility of winning I would have been more into this match. But since that wasn't the case, who gives a shit? Um, we go into Will Sasso. So when the, when the camera pulls in on Lars Sullivan, I don't know who this fucking dad body Bill with the assassin polo shirt on. Hey, <laughs> Corey Gray's looking like a fool. They said freak 50 times. And he talked about how he got bullied in school. Bruh, mm, bruh, we got rid of, y'all got rid of um, Cassius Ono. Y'all got rid of Cassius Ono, but kept Will Sasso. I, uh, Survivor Series qualifying match. Bianca Belair, Billy Kay, and Natalia in a triple threat to see who will be the first name to the SmackDown Survivor Series team. The match came about when the three women confronted Adam Pierce backstage, all claiming they should captain the women's team in Survivor Series. Pierce told them that they would settle things in the ring with the winner earning the spot on the team. After a short match with some wild swings and momentum, Belair finished off Kay with the kiss of death. Um, with the I'm gonna give this match um, a gram of some fire just because I'm I'm happy that they're finally doing something with Bianca Belair and I'm glad not only they're doing something with her but they're positioning her as obviously someone that they're gonna go behind and and, and build the SmackDown brand as far as their leading face at this moment currently constructed. Um, Like I said, Grandma Fire, just because they're finally doing something with Bianca Belair. Street Profits versus Nakamura Cesaro. Winners ain't this. Straight to the finish. They win. Street Profits. Man, what the fuck? Caval? Shit. Yo, I think this is when Loki versus fucking... Dolph the loser? Oh shit, I think this is when he knocks fucking Dolph Ziggler out. Man. Oh shit. Yeah, they didn't know how to, they didn't know how to uh, build him up at all. Hmm. Yeah, but who cares about Street Profits? It should should stay Nakamura and Cesaro. They have no tag team, so we're going to see the same tag match over and over and over and over again. Uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, No, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now let's take it to... Not the Waffle House segment of the show, but definitely the Maury Povich side of the game. Aaliyah Mysterio was shown backstage speaking to Murphy backstage and stating that her mom and has been very open minded about the two of them. But Ray and Dominic were refusing to even speak about the situation. Murphy said he would issue an official apology in the ring later tonight. Murphy would eventually attempt to issue apology. He said he understands why the mysterious despise him, but as a man, he needed to apologize face-to-face. He invited the two to the ring, begging to be able to apologize. But instead, it was Seth Rollins who emerged from backstage. Rollins said that Ray and Dominic would never accept Murphy's apology, or whatever relationship he had with Aaliyah. Rollins said that he- Rollins then said that if the mysterious don't accept him, he will. <laughs> and, he, and he'll also accept the Leah. he said he'll marry them too. <laughs> Y'all become family. We can go ahead and have us some four ways. You, me, Becky, the baby, we we'll all get locked in. <laughs> Rollins said that uh Rollins then said the Mysterious don't accept me, he will. And Dominic attacked Rollins from behind. Murphy pulled him off and attacked Rollins himself. After Rollins ran ran away, Dominic and Murphy brought until Ray ran in as well. Aaliyah stopped Ray from hitting a 619 on Murphy and refused to leave the ring, declaring that she loves Murphy. She loves the man with no first name. And Aaliyah then kissed as Dominic and Ray left the ring. Um. What's crazy about this shit is that the community as the internet community is mad because there's a 13-year age difference. What in the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> you do know she's she's an adult, right? Like, this is not like a 13-year-old and a 26-year-old. She's 19, and this is a fucking show. They they not really together y'all do know that right like this 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 is just a, it's an act like not real like you know like you know how you believe that your uh your 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 mask ain't um helping you with this covid-19 yeah it ain't real <laughs> The hell's wrong with y'all? Thinking that you're mad. In y'all little feelings, in your little baby feelings, in your little junior mint feelings, in your little sweet, sweet dinner roll feelings about something that's, it's, it's an act like you, you a kiss. Y'all matter about a kiss? This is a show. It's supposed to move the story along. What are we supposed to do? Have more spoiled uh, deviled eggs coming out of Rey Mysterio's eyes? And so we're going to have, what, six people? <laughs> Everybody blinded? We're going to have the blind tag division. <laughs> Everybody coming out with them little sticks? Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Sasha Banks cuts a promo on Bayley. After beating her for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell, Banks said that she realized when Bayley turned on her, it wasn't their team that was unstoppable, unstoppable, it was her. Bayley cut a promo point out that everyone knows that Bank can win a championship, but she has never been able to hold on to one. Finally, Bayley threw down a challenge for a title rematch for next week's SmackDown. Uh, I love the fact that, uh, they pointed out the fact that Sasha is uh, she can win the belt, but she can't retain that bitch. So um, I'm glad they put that little wrinkle into it. Uh, it seems like even with uh, every few that they have, even even the uh, Seth Rollins and uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Feud. Every feud that they put on SmackDown gets the right amount of time to develop. I think that's what's the main problem with the Raw brand. You have three hours, so utilize the three hours. We don't need a bunch of shit. Do the same thing you're doing on SmackDown. Sometimes you only got like five, six programs going on at one time. But you can have those five, six programs and that have a a lot of meaning and a lot of story behind it. And then go back to doing tournaments. If you don't have know what to do with your Titus O'Neill's and your Retributions and your uh, Rhinos and your Heath Slaters and your Zach Riders and your Kurt. H- oh, wait a minute. These niggas ain't working around no more. Well, if you don't know what to do with these guys put them in tournaments number one contendership can tournaments you got you got titles that you're not even using on these shows so uh go ahead and put more emphasis in your story character development and then when you when you actually have matches we just not. Hit with the same match 30 times. I mean, I don't know how, how much more praise I need to give the chief Roman Reigns and this in this feud he got with Jey Uso. When I first heard about it, I gave two fucks. I am like, this is this is what you do? You give Roman Reigns Jay Uso and you made not only did you make me a believer in his heel character, you made Jey Uso, you made me a believer in Jey Uso as a top-tier main event guy. Like I fully believe. Jay Uso and what he's doing Opposed to what I see on Raw where you don't even know from week to week, even if the feud's gonna carry over. I'm surprised that they were able to do this well with the Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton um uh, storyline. So um but kudos to uh SmackDown you're keeping me very interested. Um last A match of the night is Jey Uso versus Daniel Bryan. Uso fought angrily in the early going, clearly emotional from his situation with Reigns. After Brian's comeback, Reigns' music hits, and the Universal Champion made his way to ringside. The action continued going back and forth, with Brian eventually locking in a label lock before Uso was able to escape. Uso hit a super kick shortly after, and then Uso splashed to pick up the victory. Reigns climbed into the ring. Well, before, before I uh, finish. I'm definitely going to give this four grams of some limoncello because, uh, I kind of should have known that Daniel Bryan would have uh, put Jay Uso over seeing how that's kind of the theme now for Daniel Bryan is to put people over. But it was definitely a surprise that he beat him straight up. No shenanigans. Um, I guess some smart can kind of say the little, um, little distraction from, uh, Reigns coming out. Maybe, maybe pushed, maybe pushed, uh, Daniel Bryan's concentration off a little bit, but nah, I'm not taking anything away from the win from, uh, Jey Uso. So, uh, great, great match. Um, You've seen a Daniel Bryan match, and then you know what you got. You got a really good, really, really good match. Damn, Cavall knocked out Dolph Ziggler in this shit. Crazy. I see why you got fired. <laughs> Fuck out of here, guy. Uh, so after the match, Reigns gets in the ring and uh, Jay Uso says, I understand. I understand. You the head of the tight. You're the head of the table, all right? I'm with you. Reigns then turns to, and stares at Brian, and Uso, delivered another super kick and splash to show his commitment to Reigns. And Reigns repeated, I understand now. I love you too. Reigns pointed to Brian and said, make him understand. So Uso dragged Brian out the ring, continued to beat him on him before driving him through the announcer table with a splash from the top rope to the outside. Uso continued to battle Brian as the show went off the air. Um, the drama in this storyline was, was threatening to drift even, even closer to being too much after hell in a cell match. Uso's understanding and subsequent attack on Brian pulled it back. Rather than continue to push and pull between rain and Uso, Uso snapped and went over the edge with his cousin. And there are a few more sympathetic characters to put it to the end of Uso's punches than Brian. Um, this beat down on Daniel Bryan is dope because I feel like Daniel Bryan may be pulling a Kenny Omega. And if you're watching anything from AEW, and um, I hope you are, Kenny Omega finally turned into the cleaner. And I think this loss... Uh, he maybe have maybe one more. He maybe have uh, maybe like a loss to Big E. Maybe he's got to put Big E over or something. But uh, this loss is going to be one of those eye-opening experiences where we get maybe uh, what Dot Man Two has been saying when he's actually came to work and showed up. Um, we'll get Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble and Daniel Bryan going on. To WrestleMania versus Roman reigns, if we don't get that money match with the rock versus Roman reigns for the w w e universal championship and head of the table um for this week smack down, I give it uh I give it three grams of fire for, uh, the Bailey and Sasha, um, the Bailey and Sasha promo. Why? Because we didn't see Sasha go. Hoo-ee! Hoo-ee! She kept them shit together. She was like, I want to tear shit. And then she didn't go for. So, uh, nah, but for real, uh, Daniel Bryan versus Jay Uso, man, come on now like the gimmick is great um every story even even the dominic and uh seth rollins and ray mysterio and aaliyah like this this is actually interesting now too so um kind of can't wait to see how that develops um every 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 major angle on this show is interesting um besides um the tag team debacles that we got because uh you have no tag teams. You didn't really have a lot of tag teams to begin with, and then you you, you split up what you had. So um, I don't care if uh, Cesaro uh, does a deadlift uh, suplex to Shinsuke Nakamura on top of Sami Zayn, and his, his head cracks open. I don't care if... Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn become a new tag team and they start running over shit. I don't care if you bring in the Motor City Machine Guns and all of a sudden they start building up the tag team division. I don't care if you bring out uh, Ronda Rousey and she's in drag and her and Dolph Ziggler, they become tag team champions. I don't care if you got Braun Strowman and he comes back as Braun Strowman instead of Bezos and he got that little kid and they become tag team champions. 20 minutes later. I don't care if you bring back uh, the Stooges, Gerald Briscoe and uh, the Pat Patterson and they become tag team champions. I don't care if you bring back D-Lo Brown and Mark Henry and they bring back the, 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 the latter stages of the nation of domination. I don't care if you bring back Rocket Socket Nation. They will never, ever, ever treat the tag team division, the way they need to treat the tag team division, as long as you have Vince McMahon running a smack And oh, we going to give you a little break. Or let me say, I'm going to give you a little break because this little bitch didn't show up for work this week on Hayes hops, and Turnbuckles. Little bitch ass, bitch ass, bitch ass, little bitch. And we back, motherfucker. So, uh, we gonna do, uh, smack a nope. We're gonna do Monday night. Nope. We are doing the gold brand in XT. But before we do that, let's call this Bitch. That man 211 and see if he going to pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> We are now on Hayes Oops. and Turnbuckles with this bitch that didn't show up for work today. Hey man, I filled in my vacation slip last week and it was improved, so I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds like something that a member of Retribution would say. I mean, well, hey, if you seen last week's show, then you probably know what's going to happen this week. I know, I know that we don't need, we, we don't need no more, uh, calling out a work on haze and turnbuckles. I better I see a motherfucking, uh, slip from Phil, motherfucker, when you come in. You ain't got no slip from Phil, motherfucker, when you got problems. Curtis wasn't there, so I didn't know what to do. I had to, I had holler at who was, who was available. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna start calling you T Bar, motherfucker. Yeah, man, man. Like, if, if you watched last week, then you know what happened this week. Uh, insert Survivor Series qualifiers. Yep. And that's why this week will be probably about an hour and thirty-two minutes. <laughs> yeah, so why not? I mean, I, I, I think I think I was justified for this vacation. We've been repeating ourselves for the last several weeks. I I feel like uh, some uh some uh he, Dot Man is gonna be uh, D D D Zone. <laughs> hey, we to call him D Zone. For, like the, the, Hayes Hops. Say like the home. Hey, Hop fans, we're going to start calling him D-Zone. We're going to call him D-Zone from now on. Is that right? Okay. All right. Yeah, get your your jokes in. I'll be back (laughs) full-time next week. But, yeah, I mean, unless you're emphasizing on NXT or SmackDown, then, hey, you could probably skip, bro. D-Zone has spoken. (laughs) D-Zone (laughs) has spoken. Oh, like a Company, company man 420. <laughs> Alright, man. I holla at you. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and finish this A next T breakdown on Haze Hops and Turnbuckles. It's all ass, Coon, coon, oh, way, coonin, coon, Coonin, Coonin ass, Coon, Coonin, Coonin, Coonin ass, Coon, 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 coon Coonin ass, Coon. You don't get no by the ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and get on with this NXT. Break-a-down. Halloween Havoc results. Johnny Gargano beats the Archer of Infamy. Damian Priest. Santos Escobar beats Jake Atlas. Rhea Ripley pins Rachel Gomez, Dexter Loomis chokes out Cameron Grimes Straight to the moon, baby. And Io Shirai retains her NXT Women's Championship. We open up the show with Shotzi Blackheart Howlin in her zombie fit, I think. Spins the wheel and the NXT North American title match is a Devil's Playground match. No DQ and falls count anywhere. Great match, but it's straight to the finish because we already synced it. Finish comes when Priest and Gargano make their way where the wheel is. Several kicks and the use of trash can, and all of a sudden, holy scary movie, Holy scary movie! and I know what you did last summer. A man in a screen mask attacks Priest with a pipe while Priest had Gargano in the crossroads. Gargano hits Priest with a tornado DDT off the wheel. Then the man in the screen mask handed a tombstone to Gargano. Blah! to the skull of Damien, Damien falls off the set and one, two, three, we have a brand new and first ever two time NXT North American champion, Johnny Gargano. This match was a great way to start off your pay-per-view. I feel like I knew that either one of those title matches would be the start of the pay-per-view. Uh, great way to do it. Um, almost looks like some foreshadowing when you have uh, the Gargano way already showing how it's working. So, um, uh, I, I, I loved it. Uh, it's kind of sad to see Damien Priest's reign already over, but uh, I'd like to see what they go with next. Um, definitely seeing a third title match coming out of this, especially since... Um, that match has some interference at the end. Um, it's looking like uh, the the, the recently quitted uh, Austin Thur is uh, taking some uh, notes from Johnny Gargano and might be joining the Gargano way. Um, now a promo from Grimes and Regal. Grimes looks like he wished he was going straight to the moon, but he's definitely scared shitless. Um out next, Pat McAfee and the new tag team champs. McAfee says that he had the best debut match at NXT 30 and is responsible for Ridge Holland taking out Adam Cole. All for Mercedes-Benz. I mean shit. Motherfuckers need I, I I don't know. I think I might take out motherfuckers' knees too for, for Mercedes-Benz. I ain't playing. But after Ridge blew out his knee, he enlisted the services of Oni Lorkin and Dave Taylor. <laughs> oh motherfucking uh pat no i'm not some antivirus mcafee still talking shit which brings out the last member of undisputed era standing Kyle o'reilly who was followed by holy shit straight from london pete dunn with a couple chairs dunn and o'reilly entered the ring but then smack Dunn smacks O'Reilly with a chair, and Pete Dunn has joined the brand as McAfee and the new tag team champs beat Cauliflower O'Reilly down. Um, I was so pumped when I seen Pete Dunn, and uh, I'm glad he's gotten a little bigger. I'm glad he's been hitting the weight room Um, if they ever, and by God, I hope they never do, take him up to the main roster. He's believable to being a um, a world champion, but by having Pete Dunn in NXT and not NXT UK anymore is great because I want to see Pete Dunn and, and fucking Adam Cole for the for the whatever match. I want to see Pete Dunn versus uh, Finn Balor for the world title. Like, give me, give me that. Take all my monies. I will I want it, I won't sit right now. Um <clears throat> Grimes is seen backstage and begging for Regal to uh, just give me a loss on his rig, and he'll go back to his hotel room. But Regal says no and kicks him out and makes it and it tells him he's got uh somebody to come pick him up. A white rape van pulls up with, dime, with dumb Doc Hendricks saying some shit I don't give a fuck about. Uh Santos Escobar versus Jake. Atlas Where my blunt at? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm goddamn reading and smoking, smoking, and I see why Dot Man is the hops of this. You can drink and do this shit. I can't read and smoke and try to give y'all these motherfucking emphatic responses to my own readings. this motherfucking misses next week. We gonna have to find us another hops. You hear me? Uh, you know what? And We ain't going to have to find us enough. I'll I, 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 I over talk. I'm just going to have to chop off his foot like Kunta and make sure I know where he's at. <laughs> um, let me hit this blunt one. Good times this is. Oh, Edward, still watch it. Survivor Series 2010, it's Natalya before the cat ears versus the co-branded Divas Champions, Lay Cool. Uh, man, Natty's been there for a while. <laughs> Get shot, up a blackhead like a bitch. Well, shot. Uh Santos Escobar and Elgato del Fantasma is out. And Santos got the old Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc um attire on, which is dope and looks like a like a zombie paint on his face. Very, very dope. I like the fact that they uh Every little thing that Santos does right now... Oh, shit. Now he won the title. That was... Okay. Is this her first title? It didn't look like it. She, she got them crocodile tears. Um, uh, everything Santos does seems... Everything Uh. that Gato Phantasma does seems like it has purpose. They don't, they're not doing anything just to be doing it. Uh, I'm glad... That they're using the minority, they got a minority war down in uh, NXC and uh, Santos is building up off of it. Um, I'm glad he's building that brand up off of that. I'm glad they're building, you know, his title range is, is getting some significance by beating Atlas, by beating... Um, uh the creator wrestler, <laughs> <laughs> the creator wrestler, Ashanti. See my days are cool, and you uh, um, you know, some couple other flippy Negroes. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad he's putting on great matches, and and the gimmicks is going over very well. Um, but it was a bunch of luching and a headbutt from Mendoza with a butterfly knee buster for the win. Give two shits about Atlas. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I cool. You need inclusion, blah blah blah. But I don't care that you, that you're, you know, that you you homo. And that that we gotta. I mean, unless you're gonna pull like some Rico shit or some uh, Billy and Chuck shit, where are we gonna emphasize on you being gay? Then what's the whole purpose of just putting you in there because you're gay? I I I might be wrong. I, I you know. I, I'm cool with, you know, inclusion of, of every kind, but uh, change his gimmick up. I'm, he, he's a decent wrestler, but as far as his fucking, you know, his gimmick, I, I, I'm i not invested in it. And this is NXT where I'm used to people not really having too much of a storyline gimmick and still getting over because of the ring work. I just don't care about Atlas. Um, I might be wrong, he might not be gay at all And I might just be flipping up the wrong tree Who the fuck knows But that's why this is the most unapologetic podcast in all Professional wrestling Hayes I'm getting tired of doing this whole intro by myself Hayes Hops And Turbuckles, buckles Kevin Graves versus oh hold up hold up promo for Ember Moon and Dakota Kai this should be a great match uh, I'm glad that we're um, what I like about what NXT is doing that they weren't doing before when it was just an hour show you'll go you'll have a champion you just won't see anything from him for couple weeks i like that they're doing more promos and vignettes when they're not utilizing those particular wrestlers for that week so this was a good way to still have you know that dakota kai and ember moon is still on the roster without them having to fight every week i wish the main roster would do more more shit like this um i get it what 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 we got going on but before COVID 19 happened the main roster could have utilize more uh local talent to put over guys instead of doing all this fifty fifty booking. But we well, you know we can go on all day. Cameron Grimes versus Dexter uh every freaking night <laughs> that old creep. Yeah Loomis. Uh Grimes is fucking hilarious in this match. Um I don't think I gave any motherfucking ratings on none of this shit. <laughs> uh, let's go back. Let's see. We Let go over that Johnny Gargano match. I give that shit four grams of fire. That Sato's match. I give it a grab. I don't know if I did this or not. You know, I'm just dolo solo this week, and I'm stoned. Uh, well, back to the grab grabber grabs. This match has had witches, possessed referees, and it's to be continued. Why are we doing commercial breaks? And I, I'm I'm not feeling the um, commercial break and then you're just stopping the match. And I'm not feeling the cinematic shit. Only thing saving this shit is uh, the performance itself, but I, I really don't need this. Um... Back to regularly scheduled program, we got Rhea Ripley versus Rachel. Uh, then these two have a steel cage match before. Well, straight to the finish. Best match I've seen from Rachel. Rhea Ripley and Rachel on top rope. Rhea, Rhea goes for a riptide off the top rope. Rachel reverses to an overhead throw to Rhea for two. Single arm power bomb attempt by Rachel reversing into a his head scissor by Rhea. Side thrust kick riptide to Rachel Gonzalez. When one, two, three, your winner, Rhea Ripley. Um Like I said, this is best match I've seen from Rachel. Uh Raul's not my brother Gonzalez. And uh I uh Rhea I kinda think she needs a little tweak to her character, but Uh, Glad she's not um, holding the title. Um, But it's weird. When you really look at Rhea Ripley's whole run, what was the purpose of Rhea Ripley getting the strap? Because they didn't elevate the title by putting it on Charlotte Flair and taking it off of Rhea Ripley. I mean, to me, the only person who's came out of... That whole run of Charlotte Flair having a title is EO Shirai, especially uh, with the run EO's been having right now. So I, I didn't get what was the reason of having uh, Rhea lose the title. Maybe it's just to kind of build her up because I feel like they really rushed putting the strap on her if this was the whole goal was to take it right off over and not have her hold the belt. Um, I think Rhea might be uh, might be getting set up for eventual heel change. I can definitely see uh, her uh, challenging either Rhea Ripley uh, not Rhea Ripley but either Io Shirai or uh, Lil Pixie and not winning and finally turning because her offense is very heelish. She it seems like she will wrestle very well as just a heel. um Grimes is seeing running back to the wrestling center. I've got Thunderdome, but it's not the Thunderdome um, promo with Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. They do the Shot Master bit. It's kind of funny. Uh, at this at this moment i kind of think that's kind of how you need to book these two uh a little bit more uh backstage shit to make you care more about Kelly and Dave and uh get uh drake maverick over we definitely uh definitely uh far removed from the days of drake maverick being aop's a manager and pissing on himself so uh uh i'd like to see these two uh do a little bit more um Grimes makes it back to the Capitol Wrestling Center and inside all of a sudden zombies usher Grimes into the ring. And I guess the match is official now Weird shit happens with zombies and Grimes gets choked out. I don't really care for cinematic shit. Uh, I'm not a fan of it at all. Just give me more backstage shit. Uh, It was cool looking and fucking Dexter Loomis is a fucking star. Cameron Grimes is a fucking star. One of those zombies took a cave in. That was pretty cool. Um, but I'm just not a fan of how it how it led up. Um fucking it. Uh, face edge? Okay. Face Edge versus Kane. I'm still watching Survivor Series 2010. Damn. This is when Paul Bear was still alive Fuck Shit Uh Eero Sarai. Um I get that match for, uh, a, a Graham and I have uh, Some uh, Limoncello Because uh, Just because of that cave in That he gave to the zombie That was pretty dope EO <coughs> Fuck. 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 Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Shotzi spins the wheel, and it's a TLC match. You have to see it to believe it, but we sent it, so straight to the finish. EO Shirai climbs the ladder, even with the help from, I'm assuming, Indy Hartwell to no avail, and EO Shirai. Um. Pushes um, the little pixie off the ladder into a hard, hard ladder table spot by Candice LeRae. And still, your NXT women's champion, Io Shirai, in a surprising move to keep the title on the champion. Um, That was pretty dope. I, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming at all. Um, I don't know what we're waiting for, for the, for the championship. Um, Like I said, we're not going to put the, the title on Candice LeRae, because to me, you, you still got money matches with uh, Tony Storm, Io Shirai, and Bramoon, Io Shirai, Um, hell with Rhea Ripley, finally getting by uh, Rachel, um, I could see a fatal four way between uh, EO, Ember Moon, Tony Storm, and Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. I <clears throat> I mean, EO's definitely still got a couple matches that she can, she can get before um, she drops the title. But uh, I, I, I just, I was definitely surprised that, Candice LeRae did not become your new NXT Women's Champion. Um, if you're booking with 420, you put those uh, your tag team type, your, your, your women's tag team championships on uh, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. If you're not going to put the title on Io Shirai, and I mean this is the third time we've had Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae, I don't want to see these two go at it no more. Even, it was a great match, hard hitting match. It's one just kind of like the um, the first title match with uh, Johnny Gargano and the Archer of Infamy, uh, Damian Priest. We we seen it, great match. We seen it. I just want to see what what happens next. Um, I think you do have a third match. With Damian Priest and uh, Johnny Johnny Gargano, but with this with Io Shirai and uh, Candice LeRae, I think we're done with this. And since you're not going to give the um, women's title, obviously, <clears throat> to Candice LeRae, you give it to uh, you just you take you, you start new feud you fuse with uh, Ember Ember Moon, uh, Tony Storm, or Rhea Ripley. And uh, my Roach clip of NXT will definitely have to be Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest. Uh, The Gargano way is dope. Uh, I love the fact that Gargano is went full heel. I mean, of course, he's been full heel, but he can put on a great match. But if it takes that little bit of cheating, it's the Gargano way, and I love it um great pay-per-view uh well not pay-per-view great uh i guess weekly Uh, televised pay-per-view um special i don't know why halloween havoc is not a just a uh takeover but it was still good nonetheless Uh, i love the set design i love um how damian priest came out to his own um uh, you know unique entrance um everything fit everything made sense um and it was good that you was able to pull this off without having a world championship match you didn't even really i didn't really think think about uh finn Balor not even being there to defend the title so um that's good that's that's a that's a good way how nxt constantly shows <clears> they <throat> they can um do a lot with less and uh and you can see it, it might be bleeding on into the main roster because Hell in a Cell only had six matches. And it was, I think it was six matches. Yeah, six matches. And that flowed very well. And it was very, very much so the best uh, COVID pay-per-view. So um, that's going to be it. Uh, I guess uh, I ain't got nothing else to say. I'm going to be just smoking his weed and stuff. Uh, Hopefully next week we'll have Dot Man 211 back in this bitch. If he ain't being a little bitch. But this has been me. It's me. It's your boy. NKB420 A.K.A. Fat Boy 420 A.K.A. That man you're nice. And this is the most unapologetic wrestling podcast in all the internet. Haze hops and turnbuckles. A key a key everybody die.